Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that six degrees of reality TV contains explicit language. Welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screen. My name is Amy, and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie, and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together, we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi everyone, welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy and I'm your co-host. And I am Leslie. Leslie coming at you from a playground. Literally, (laughs) I'm sitting by the window recording because this is... So if you've listened to the show before, you know that I have a screeching crazy parrot named Coco who makes appearances off and on. But, you know, now she's asking for a rate, so we can't have her on the show anymore. (laughs) She's a diva. So this is the quietest place in my little New York City apartment and apparently the kids are outdoors playing basketball. That's okay. It's a beautiful day and you know what? We can all use the sound of happy children in our lives. Yeah, I mean, as long as they don't start crying because sometimes they start fighting and you're like, no, I'm going to tell your mom. No, I'm going to tell your mom. I was just going to say, the minute they get annoying, we're done with them. Yeah, we're done with them. (laughs) They're cute right now. Yeah, just do the the crazy old lady, like, lift up the window and scream, get the fuck off my street, you know? Basically, yeah. (laughs) Or grab their ball and just whip it down the street. I know. Wouldn't that be awesome? That's so mean, because I used to love playing basketball on the street when I was a kid. That was fun. Yep. So, guys, we want to apologize for being late. Here's what happened. We were supposed to... Record this Friday. Today is Monday. This will be out tonight, whether I have to, like, die trying. But um, we were supposed to record Friday, and I live in the country, and we have things like trees falling on on power lines. So tree fell on a power line. I was without power for five hours. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. When she told me there was no power, I was like, wait, what? Yep. Makes no sense. I live in New York City. I'm very privileged in the sense that our grids are pretty good for the most part. No, we had a tree. So the whole neighborhood, this is this is a country thing. The whole neighborhood takes all their little ATVs and their little mini trucks and stuff. And we go over to the little brewery that this guy has out of a garage close to us. And we had some dinner and some drinks. So this happens a lot. So you guys have like <laughs> block parties, except there's no block. It's a country outdoor party. Back Correct. Then. Correct. Nice. Yeah. It's a little hickish up here. So we love it. And now Coco is making her grand debut. Coco hears my voice. And if anyone doesn't remember, birds are out to get me. They're all in a pact to murder me. So (laughs) Coco's like... They work for the government. They're government drones. Coco is summoning all of the birds. Like, come and get her. Come and get her. So so then we were supposed to record Sunday. What happened to you, Leslie? So I went 
to a concert, I got to see Guns N' Roses. I mean, with Axl Rose and Sprouse wow. like, together. Wow. There was no violence. It started on time and went wow. pretty long. So I, I need to, to know. City. Wait, hold on. I need to know. How did Axel sound? Axel sounded amazing. Here's the thing. <sighs> I was a little confused as to why they hadn't been touring. And yeah. it had to do a lot with the issues with Axel just being a diva and years mm-hmm. of them just not getting along and things like that. But his voice is still fantastic. I mean, he really? comes out and I'm like, oh, my God, it's him. And I'm like, he probably regrets making all those screeching and whistling sounds because now he has yep. to, like, deliver them constantly. Yeah. And yeah. that must strain his voice. But he does take little breaks where I was like, where does Axel go when Slash is killing that guitar? Is he backstage? Are they thinning him? Thinning he's, him like, he's like down in Werther's and hot tea or... Is he down in like drugs and alcohol? I think he sits down on a woman, probably. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but maybe he's getting Botox on his balls because for some reason, wow, concert, he goes, Hey guys, so just the other day, full disclosure, I got Botox, I got them on my balls, and I was like, Really? But yeah, he seemed like in a good mood. Everybody was getting along. Okay. But the only thing was when that camera hit those close-ups, it was frightening. He looked yeah. like Michael Myers. That facelift yeah. is not, oh. Yep. Right. Yep. I remember, man, when Appetite for Destruction came out, it was like, oh my God. Like, I just could not. The Welcome to the Jungle video, holy shit. Like, I was just like, I was this too. Is- but this is I my do dream know the record. <laughs> I loved so him. Hot. Like we had, I had to be, am I 10 years older than you? How old are you? 36. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll be 44. So I'm eight, eight years older than yeah. you. So yeah. So that's about right. I was maybe like 11 or 12 when we really got into Appetite for Destruction. And I had, the thing about me is I had an older sister. So my sister was four years older than me. Ah. So I just, mimicked everything she did and she was like let's put up this poster where you can clearly see tommy lee scrotum like let's put this on our bedroom wall and i'm like okay so you know (laughs) i'm just going along with it but oh my god welcome to jungle patience oh i mean they performed the entire album like did they already they did did they do november raining of course they they performed like every hit song they've ever had and it was just so incredible and there were points in like the really big songs, obviously, like Welcome to the Jungle, Paradise City. Like you can't even hear him singing because everyone is chanting. Yeah, everybody's so singing it. Yeah. So yeah, so that was Saturday night at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. And then awesome. I'm trying to come back Sunday at 2 p.m. I'm drive we're driving back. Into and New York City so on a Sunday. Traffic on a <laughs> yes, Sunday yes. that I did not get home in time to make the recording. I was like, I am just running on empty. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, it's Monday. We're here. We're refreshed. We're excited. And here's how I like to look at it. You know, the new episode is going to be out in two days. So you listen mm-hmm. to this one, you get a refresher before you go into the new one. Yes, and next week looks good, and we'll talk Mm -hmm. about that. Okay. All right, so um, we are going to cover Married at First Sight, Season 13, Episode 8, Family and Friends and Feelings, Oh My. (laughs) Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you want spoilers or no? I want spoilers because I have my notes, and I'm really good at sticking to my notes. So I'm not going to change my mind. I'm going to read you my notes. Even if I do change my mind, I'll still read you my notes. 
Here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'll tell you the spoilers that I have at the end of the episode. Perfect. That way, if somebody doesn't want them, they could just shut it off. Yeah. Okay. okay. Perfect. All right. So we're going to start. Oh, wait. First, I have the little blurb. Tonight, with only six more weeks until decision day, our couples start easing into life together and will finally be able to see their friends and family for the first time since the wedding. I do want to say, too, there's um, a podcast called The Bald and the Beautiful that cover this show, and they had a really good interview with Pastor Cal. Oh, cool. Yeah, they had him for like a whole hour. They were talking about um, the show and the casting process, and it was really interesting. So I don't normally encourage you to turn off our podcast. So listen to ours and then listen to theirs. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do both. (laughs) Yes. All right. So we're going to, Leslie's going to kick things off with our favorite couple, Michaela and Zach. Oh, man. So, you know, the show opens up with the typical things. You know, they show the mornings of each couple. They're all like recording themselves or in bed or in different forms of the morning routine. But when we get to Michaela and Zach's place, we see Zach and he's hanging out with his friend who is also a hottie. And I kept trying to look for his name and I couldn't find his name. Zach is hot. All his friends are hot. All his friends are hot. Yes. And then a lot of things started to click as to why he wanted to be married so bad because, you know, so many people that he knows are married. But anyway, so he's talking about red flags and seeing all of Michaela's red flags. And then we see footage of the dogs misbehaving. So this is footage we hadn't seen in the previous episodes. The dog is like peeing on furniture. And and it's just, he's like, no, no, no. He's like trying to usher the dog out. And it's like this whole thing. And then we see him leaving in the morning to take the dog to doggy daycare, as we were informed. Yep. So he mentions that she said that she doesn't like to be woken up, which was something that you touched on. Mm-hmm. So like, she's one of those sleepers that's like, I will cut you if you wake me up. I'm the same way. I get it. Yeah. So it, it really scares me. Like, that's why I have weird anxiety waking up just with alarms. I always wake up before the alarm because just in anticipation, I don't want it to wake me up because like it freaks me out. Okay. So so he said this is a huge thing for her, not being woken up. So, okay. So clearly this was edited out for a purpose to create more tension last week. Yep. So that's why we see all these conflicts. And a lot of times, even though I get mad and, and you'll see um, as we discuss the different couples, how angry I get at some of them. But sometimes I'm like, let me give them a benefit of a doubt. Maybe it's the editing or, you know, omitting certain things yep. to juice up the drama. Because if you think about it, these are fairly normal people other than the fact that they're marrying strangers. Sure. They're fairly yeah. normal. Like, we're used to people from, like, the housewives and the 90 Day Fiance. They're mm-hmm. all, like, insane. Mm-hmm. But these are semi-normal people. Yeah, sure. So they could be juicing stuff up. So he's also his friend. She moved out because she was mad at him for not sharing his whereabouts. And then we see the Clorox wipes massacre <laughs> of 2021. She is just like slamming uh, it onto the like table. She's hulking out on shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pastor Cal's visit seems to go well. They're mm-hmm. on the same page. You know, she was a little standoffish, but they kind of come together. But then apparently after that, she declares that the housewarming is off. Yeah. And it's like, what just happened? Yeah. I thought we resolved it. So that's so an issue. Can, that I, can I say up. something real quick here? Yeah. So I watched Unfiltered mm-hmm. and she was on it. Oh, good. And she said, because they asked her directly about this. And she said they had a talk 
after the visit from Pastor Cal. And the way that Zach portrays this conversation in the episode is like they made up and everything was good. Yes. That's and then out of the blue, like. she canceled the, the party. She says that's not what happened. She said they never resolved anything because he was too focused on he had to go eat and wasn't paying attention to the conversation. So she felt it wasn't resolved. And that's why she canceled the, the housewarming. See, now that makes even more sense. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. In the time that we're seeing him with his friend, his friend says that conflicts are likely to arise, especially when they're two strangers and two lives are being merged together. Yep. And that, you know, he has to set aside his fairy tale expectations to reality because he thinks Zach needs to be more realistic, basically, and more sure. patient. So he was, you know, kind of being supportive, supportive friend, but kind of telling him, like, you know, you got to do your part, too, which I liked. Yeah. So Zach is nervous because this is still the honeymoon phase and they're getting to know each other. And that's usually when you present your best self. You're trying to be, you know, you don't poop, you don't pee, you're just perfect. You don't (laughs) eat with your mouth hanging open, Mm -hmm, you do everything mm -hmm. right. And so generally you pretend to be light and fun. Exactly. You (laughs) pretend to be adventurous and a manatee almost kills you, but that's besides the point. And they are already having major, major conflicts. Like the fact that things are being thrown. Okay, they're not thrown at each other or anything, but tantrums are being thrown. People are walking out. It's Mm -hmm. not a good vibe there. It's not a good vibe. So basically he admits that the reason why his past relationships failed was because he's a laid back guy, which you could kind of see that he was more interested in eating than resolving her issues. (laughs) And that his exes tend to be a little more confrontational. And he doesn't like women who are loud and who make a scene. And if things continue this way, he won't be able to do it. So basically, he's going to call it quits if she continues to be abrasive and kind of, you know, herself. And she, and this is the interesting thing, because with the matching, he is a laid back guy. He's, he's kind of an idealist, a romantic. Yep, she wanted to be married. She's bubbly and outgoing. So I think that the experts thought they'll be able to balance each other out well. But what they didn't anticipate is that Zach doesn't want that kind of energy. Right. And the he thing might be about, attracted to it, but doesn't right. Want it. And the thing about it too is she has abandonment issues. Like mm-hmm. Pastor Cal hit that right on the head. She yep. has abandonment issues that she needs to work on. Zach, I think, could be the kind of person to deal with that. But something about her behavior is triggering something in him. Yes. Like, he's not able to see it for what it is. He sees it for being, like, overreaction, drama. So he must have been, as he said, in relationships like this, and that is triggering to him. Instead of seeing it like we all saw it, like this was clearly a defensive response to a perceived abandonment, which Mm -hmm. it wasn't. Um, But that's how she saw it. And so she's immediately reacting to that. He just reacts to her, like, you know, her energy in a bad way because it's clearly pressing a button in him. Clearly. It's really sad because to me, it seems like he was probably in a, maybe, maybe I'm projecting, maybe in a verbally abusive relationship or something. Something like that. That's the vibe I'm getting to. he's kind of being like, I don't want to go there kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they end up doing the housewarming, and Michaela goes back to be her old bubbly self. Her friends show up. They're all like, like hey, she girl, went in the Clark Kent closet and came, or the phone booth and came out as Super Michaela. Yeah, yeah, she was just in good mood. She's like, okay, you guys can help me set up. So basically, mm-hmm. she has her friends do everything for her. Um, and basically, this showed me that she is really unhappy with her marriage because the way she was with her friends was similar to the way she was prior to her getting married when she was leading up to the wedding, leading up to buying the dress, leading up to meeting the husband. She was so excited, the bachelorette party, mm-hmm. and now she's like a shell of herself. So that made me kind of sad. Do her. you think there's an element of her? No wonder why our, our episodes are like three hours long because we have to analyze <laughs> everything. Um, I know, I'm doing a PhD in psychology, so now I feel like <laughs> I must analyze everyone. Do you think that there is a part of her? Now, I was I was in a very toxic relationship. So was I. And do you think there's a part of her that is embarrassed at her reaction that she had? I think and she is. She, and she doesn't know how to overcome that. I think she is. Horrified. I've been there. And that takes, it takes a lot of courage and strength to say, you know what? Like I just behaved like a child and it was a terrible reaction and I wish I could take it back and I can't because I I've had to make that apology. (laughs) And, and when I was younger, I did not know how to make that apology. Like I would just double down or yell louder or, you know what I mean? And so maybe that's where this is coming from. Like maybe she just doesn't know how. She is also realizing, you know, she overreacted and it was caught on film. Yeah. So this is going to come back to haunt her. She's going to look childish. Yeah. So I think that that's why she's like, I damage control, damage control, damage control. Yeah. But I don't know. Past, Pastor Cal helped her out big time with damage control. Yeah. <laughs> he did. So they set up everything. And then later you see Zach. He arrives with his friends. Zach then has Michaela's friend talk to him privately. And we find out that Michaela has sent out the text saying that the housewarming was off. Yep. So the friends knew, apparently. So she texts everyone, oh, it's off. And Zach was not happy at all. And he said he doesn't like those outbursts and that he wants to know if normally she acts this way. The friends are like deer in headlights. Yeah. Like like, they're looking at each other like, what are we saying? (laughs) What do we do? Like, yeah, we got the crazy text. Do we pretend that we didn't see it? Do we, you know what I mean? They are like deer in headlights. And it's funny because her friends are like, they reassure him, oh, no, she's calm and level-headed. And I'm like, bullshit. I mean, she just lost her cool. We just saw yeah. it. Yeah. And it's yeah. just that is this situation, which, you know, one, you're being followed around by cameras. I don't know what that must feel like. Yeah. And to because you have to pretend that they're not there and then kind of know that you're there, but then you probably get wrapped up in whatever drama that's going on and then you have an outburst and you're like, oh crap, they, they just caught this. They're going to use this against me. So yeah. then I'm sure that she's battling all these things. I mean, I would be a total mess. I don't. I, I can't, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine because also let's just say for argument's sake that she really thought that he, I wonder if there's part of her that thought he went out all night. Do mm. you know what I mean? Because like yeah. he went to put the dog to sleep at 930 and never came back. So yeah. she... I wonder if, like, part of her is, like, I'm going to look like an asshole on camera that this guy is clearly playing me. So, like, she gets defensive and and reacts. Do you know what I mean? Maybe there's part of that. I don't know. 
I don't know what to think. She probably thought, oh, he didn't come to bed, so he probably left. That could have been one thing. Yeah, but then I mean, he she does doesn't say, know him. She doesn't. He seems nice, you know. He says all the right things, but I don't know. And then, okay, so Zach's friend is with Michaela. He tells her that he's been in toxic relationships in the past, like we were saying. The past partners weren't great at communicating, and they were immature, and the conversation is really important to Zach. So I like that he told her that if she's upset, it's okay to be upset because no one can invalidate her feelings. I was yep. like, thank you. I paused yep. and applauded. Yes. Yay! Oh, yes. Thank Yay! you. Do not invalidate someone's feeling. You yes. have the right to feel the way you feel. A hundred percent. But with that, when <laughs> However, <talking to> Zach, <laughs> yes. about your feelings, you have to approach it calmly and respectfully so that he could internalize it. Because otherwise he's going to dismiss it. Because if you're still hyped, I'm logged in today as Hype the Dog, by the way. <laughs> I'm logged in as Amy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he is not going to, he's going to shut down. Basically, that's what it is. Well, the the friend is like, next time you're upset, just sit him down and say, here's what I'm upset about mm-hmm. and say it nice and calm. And I'm like, dude, have you met 20 year olds? Like they, they don't do. talk this way. They don't talk this way. So You're she's thirty. He's like twenty-seven. He's twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. And she's thirty. Like no, dude, that doesn't happen until you're like in your mid-thirties. And it's hard when you're really, really upset. For me, the best thing that I've learned for myself and my own sanity is be like, okay, I'm really upset. I need to walk away. And yes. I say, okay, I gotta walk yep. away, and I walk away. Go for yep. a walk. Listen yep. to music. Yep. I do whatever because I know that there are certain things you could say that you can never take back. Yes. So it's and like, that's, and that's I have a sharp our, tongue. <laughs> that's from our past experience in toxic yes. relationships, 100%. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't been in one, like, I don't know if Michaela's been in one. Right. She might, you know, just just her reaction is to be react. Her, her instinct is to be reactionary because she yeah. doesn't have the experience that Zach specifically has. Yeah, maybe she was also, you know, she was a daddy's girl. And maybe she Mm -hmm. dated guys who were overly protective as well. And maybe, and maybe guys that she could walk all over, you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe. So that could be it. Mm -hmm. So the guests leave after they all get like a debriefing or whatever. And they liked everybody had their separate chats with a friend. Michaela admits she had never been in a relationship where the other person was in it as much as she was. So that affected her behavior and her overreaction. So she's coming from a place of like, well, I'm usually the one giving it 110% and the guy really doesn't really care. So I'm doing extra. So I'll get frustrated at any given moment because you're not doing what I want you to do because you're not in it like I am. So that's where she's coming from. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So she validates his feelings, but then said, um, but then he says, I understand you're upset, but I don't understand how it could get to that point. So mm-hmm. he's hesitant because he's been in bad relationships with all sorts of emotions flying at him. And he now says that he's scared. Yeah. He said that he was scared of staying there because she might blow up again and have an overreaction. And that's when Michaela's demeanor changes completely. Because at first she was coming from like a more compassionate stance and kind of trying to be like receptive. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden she became defiant. She gets you real she defensive changed. and defiant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, and she's like, how do you honestly feel right now? 
you know, he says that he got anxiety pulling up to the apartment before the housewarming, that he was more anxious to show up to this housewarming where his friends were going to be there yeah. protect, to protect them in a sense. He's not going to be there alone with her. And he was more anxious then than for the wedding. Like, wow. insane. I think what what is bothering him too is that she's erratic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think that he can't like pinpoint her behavior. He can't predict it. And that bothers him. And I, I feel that like I'm that way in relationships too. If somebody's erratic, Oh God, it like sets off everything in me because I always kind of, I wonder if he's a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they just posted today actually on the, on the mask, like their official Facebook thing, they posted like their astrological signs. Oh my god, I need to know if he's a Libra because I feel yeah, like I saw he that is. Today. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, but, but yeah, I'm usually like, the erratic one. Yeah, see, I'm usually the one who, like, I always need to know what to expect and what's coming at me mm-hmm. because I just don't do well with erratic behavior. It scares me, and I think it's from that past relationship that I was in. I'm just looking at this. Zach is a Libra. Shut the fuck is up. A Shut up. Was I yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So Ryan is a Leo. Brett is a Scorpio. Uh-huh. Jose is a Libra. Rachel uh-huh. is a Cancer. I could see Jose being a Libra. Mm-hmm. Johnny's a Leo. Bao mm-hmm. is a Taurus. And Gil is also a Taurus. And Mirla is a Gemini. No Aquarius. What's going on here? Okay, now wait. Hold on. Do they say their birthdays? No. It just has their signs. Because I'm September 25th and I, I'm getting Zach vibes. I, I'm telling you, our birthdays are close. Zach he is a Jose. very typical yep. Libra. However, Jose is as well. And I'll explain. I'll do a full breakdown. <laughs> okay. My so that was so interesting. You brought that up today because they yep. just posted that today. Yep. Because I could tell because I'm very much like him. He's a romantic. He overly romanticizes Mm -hmm. things. He's very like he's like an old soul. And I'm kind of like that. But also, you know, like terrified of conflict. Yeah. 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 We have some similar traits. Just so you know, though, my husband's an Aquarius. Yay. Yeah. February 17th. (laughs) Um, February 6th, like Bob Marley. Woo! Oh, there you go. And my <laughs> grand, my grandmother was like an amateur astrologer. She was really into really? it. So I, I knew a lot about it growing up. And she told me when my, when I met my husband, she goes, oh, those Aquarius, they're the screwball of the Zodiac. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. Because I'm really passionate. And I like when I love, I love hard and I give yep. it all. But when I don't get it back, I go crazy. <laughs> and I could tell myself. I'm like, I could tell when I'm going crazy. So, so I, in this scenario, you're the Michaela, I'm the Zach. Oh, my God. A hundred percent. And she and is then more you have measured your, than I would be at that Then age. you have your little evil parrot over there also yeah. staring me down. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, she is more, for this situation that she's in, now I'm looking at it from this perspective. Age 30, me, recently divorced. If I'm on this show, mm-hmm. oh, that would not be. I mean, great TV. <laughs> not good for me. Is she, um, you said she's a Taurus? She's a Taurus. Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay, so that's, you know, the bull, mm-hmm. stubborn. Mm-hmm. Yep, I can see that. 
I could see yeah. that. That's so funny that I just felt like he was a Libra. <laughs> yeah. saying it. All right. Anything else from them? Yes. So Michaela doesn't know how to make things right. And she's flat out asked, how do I make things right? Because she is, she tried by going to him compassionately and saying like, look, I understand I messed up a lot, but it's nothing seems to work. And I don't know. And it's okay. And what he tells her is like, it's okay not to have an answer to every single problem right away, which I understand. But the fact that he is, says that he can't fake it right now Mm -hmm. and he doesn't even want to spend the night there. Mm -hmm. Like that's huge. I liked when he said that though, like, because he's also, Libra is also the sign of the peacemaker. You know, and he he's, I could see he's trying to, like, make peace with the situation. Now, the astrological signs are different for men and women. So okay. a female Libra can present differently than a male Libra. But he does try to say, like, it's okay to not have an answer for this. And right. I liked that he said that. He was like, we just need to be apart. And then maybe we can work this out. But I don't know, Leslie. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, see, this is the I thing. I think she turned him off with that and it's he can't get back. That's the thing. I think that he is so turned off by it. Yep. And she is to the point where now she's hurt that he won't accept the apology. Yeah. So I think she might double down on the whole trying to beat this Brian thing. Yeah. It's yep. not looking good for them. And I not really had high hopes because they're so cute together. They're cute together. All right, so let's go to um, Rachel and my mortal enemy, yet another Libra, Jose. (laughs) So Libra also like tends to be center stage and that's Jose, needs to be center stage. Okay, Rachel is whispering because she wakes up so early. She says she has to go to the gym in the morning because she wants to spend the afternoon with her husband. Question, is nobody working? clearly they're not working for these like what six more weeks they have left or whatever maybe 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 all right so then we see them in a floral shop and they're literally smelling roses Mm -hmm. and they're choosing plants that reflect who they are as a couple plants for their housewarming party and of course jose has a detailed plan of what they should get (laughs) they think of they think about like herbs and lettuce and fun things And I just wrote, they're so lucky. Like, you and I live in very similar climates. Mm -hmm. They're so lucky they live in a nice climate and they don't have to deal with winter killing everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, this is what it's like to grow things year-round, to, like, invest in a plant that you can have longer than three months. I don't know what that's like. Rachel tells the camera, she wouldn't say that Jose's controlling. He just likes everything planned out according to his plan. Like, okay. He's controlling. And he's the master of the kitchen. Now, I will say, I will say, nature versus nurture here. Like, I have the the tendency to be controlling, and I can be controlling, and I like everything my way. However, I think this is it taken out of control. (laughs) And she's doing what she's always done, which is just kind of like being amenable, being like, okay, I guess we're doing it your way. What about this plant? No, 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 no. Okay. Yep. So Rachel says this buying plants together is a good step because they're keeping something alive before they get a pet. Mm -hmm. And then Rachel tells Jose she once killed a succulent, which she thinks are easy to keep alive. No, they're not. They're not. I have one. No, they're not. I've killed 18 of them. Oh. They're not not easy. Not easy. Okay. 
Jose's dad and his superhero superhero stepmother come over. And remember last week I was like, Rachel's telling some old lady in a bed. Blah, 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 blah. Duh. Mm-hmm. It was the stepmother. Yeah, well, she was okay. so forthcoming. We're like, you want to sleep with him, honey, don't you? <laughs> so, all right. Rachel's friends come over. So Jose doesn't, I don't think his friends come over. I think it's his family. No, it's just like his family. Yeah. And it's her friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jose tells the camera he's happy to meet her friends because he wants their approval since he's falling so hard for her. Now, Rachel's friend has a big image blurred on the shirt, and I need to know what it is. Do we know? No. He's wearing some kind of shirt with a huge blurred image, so I don't know. The family asks, because the producers tell them to, if there's been any areas of disagreement between the two, and Jose says, money, and I want to jump out a window. Yeah, All right. He goes with the money. He says not to brag. Okay, dude. He just but said I humble have, brag. I have a big house and all my shit is taken care of. And this little lady likes to spend like a teenager. Like this is basically what he's saying to her. Because yeah. women be shopping. Women be shopping. Those women, you know, with their boxes <laughs> in their minds, they don't know how to control anything. Yeah. So Jose says, look, 50% of marriages end in divorce because of money. And I don't want, oh my God, ready? Mm-hmm. I don't want her looking at social media and just wanting everything. Because she's Is she 13? Jesus Christ. He wants to join a You know what he would do? Are you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. He'd be one of these people who had a joint Facebook account. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> That's, That's what serial killers have. <laughs> It would say like Jose and Rachel. That would mm-hmm. be their Facebook profile. Because mm-hmm. he'd be like, he'd have to monitor it to make sure she's not on Marketplace buying anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, the friend with the shirt says, no one is right and no one is wrong here. And Jose says, yeah, no one's right, but I kind of am. So then superhero stepmom tells the camera, Jose needs to lighten up on the savings and the money stuff or this is going to be a real problem. And then, and then, (laughs) you know I'm enraged over this. Mm. He pulls out the fucking board. Who does this? A professor. professor. Wait, you're a professor. I'm a professor. You don't do that. Because I'm a professor, I would not show anyone my my money situation because it's pathetic. (laughs) But he pulls out the board and I wrote, this is production just trolling us, right? This has got to be. They're like, please, here, take this board. It even has like a current credit score at the bottom, kind of like the world debt calculator. Yeah. Like this is Jose's credit score today. Oh my God. All right. Rachel tells the camera that she loves that she has lived her life full of friends and experiences and adventures. And she wanted someone to share that with, not someone who's going to shut it down. And Jose's stepmother pulls her into the bedroom for some girl talk and she tells them, He's being too tight. Step, step, superhero stepmom says women need to have control in a relationship. So make sure you're not giving up yours. And I think she totally has. Yep. So that's it for them. Like there wasn't really much, just him and that obnoxious whiteboard that is, it's so tacky to tell people that you have, like, I don't care. It's just tacky. I don't care if you have a lot of money or you don't like He's clearly yeah. trying to make Rachel feel like shit. I don't think he's aware that he's doing it. 
but he's doing it on a subconscious level. He must be insecure about something. It might be his height because he's oh, like, I guess, short something. for a guy, even though that's stupid. Maybe. But um, he's trying to overcompensate with the money. Like, look how much I have. Look how much I have. It's like, dude, come down. It's really weird. It's really weird. Okay. So now we have, guys, two group scenes. So Leslie's mm-hmm. going to cover what happened with the women. And then we'll talk about our bros. So go ahead and tell us what happened with the women. Okay. So... The women meet up. I just have to say, you look so excited for this. Because it was so fun. I was just like, oh, No, but then what? Oh, what's even better is Gil um, later on when he's you talking mean, about the bro time. You mean the host. He's the host. Yeah. Okay, so the women start discussing the housewarming plan. So this is prior to the housewarming taking place. So Bao says she's doing an island theme because they went to the islands on their honeymoon. <laughs> And Miller is like, Bow, stop no, right we there. Didn't. We did not go to the islands. <laughs> I love her. She is not letting the Florida Keys go down into anything remotely pleasant. <laughs> nope. I, I don't even want to know what that Yelp review said. Oh, God. Horrible. So, Old Folk is then ships to Michaela, and they ask about Zach and his health status. Because as you remember, last time they, they had to leave, basically, she went back to Dallas without him because he was positive with covid yep so he's over covid and michaela says we're getting through it through sickness and health and we got the sickness the next day you know Yay. And she says things are okay yes she does not disclose the huge fight that they had because she's still trying to figure things out which so, says everything the fact that she won't tell them that says everything yeah so i mean i get why but i feel like these women would know more than anyone yep how to handle the situation or at least be a sympathetic ear because they're they don't know these people either that they're cohabitating with right so. and they're gonna understand if like you and i talked about if it's a pressure cooker and she snapped because of the cameras they'll understand that mm-hmm. and they'll be on her side she needs to confide in them or yeah. at least one of them bow bow would be a great confidant for this she would yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she could get down because during the bachelorette party, she was getting down too. So mm-hmm. she'd be a good friend. Yeah. Yep. So the ladies agree that there's still like a hotel feel to things, that things don't feel homey in terms of where they're living because they sure. just moved in. It's not really their place. They're still adjusting. But for the ladies, except Michaela, the husbands have been the highlight of the whole situation. <laughs> right. Which was like, no scary habits, no red flags. I was like, oh, a Stepford wife. We just yeah. met her. Yep. She's on perfect wife mode right now. Yep. I've rolled my that's not. Forward. That's not going to crash and burn. All Jose <laughs> does is control and criticize her, basically. Yeah. Yep. It's like, oh, you shouldn't do that because we... Don't you think it's better if we save this for our future children that we'll have maybe in 2.5 years from now well and what he's doing is he's making himself he's propping himself up so that she feels like wow this prize i got is so great that's what he's doing (sighs) i know he annoys me (laughs) i know so then brett then says um that ryan lost a five dollar bet um over gil and mirla not having (laughs) kissing at the altar Mm-hmm. And then they go around the room and see who consummated the relationship. Michaela flat out lies and says, nay. And she, because it was like, yeah, or nay. Did, Did she say nay? She I said nay. That. Thumbs down. That's oh. why when they cut over to Zach. Dude, they have it on camera. Exactly. Okay. All right. 
So she says no, that they did not. So Ooh. it's interesting that Zach later says, oh, she's going to kill me for this. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And then Val starts to talk about Johnny and his checklist and how she's so attached and how he's so attached to what he wants in a potential mate rather than making it work with someone who could be good for him, which mm-hmm. I think that's an issue. And, um, you know, overcoming differences and struggles is what makes marriage work according to expert Vivian. You know, she interjects in there. <laughs> they just cut, they just like cut and paste that scene. Yeah. Like all season. They're like, hey, Vivian, we need you to film one day. They have her saying these little platitudes and then they just pop them in. Yeah, she just pops in for no reason. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what, what's going on? So yeah, so basically, so Bao is not, she she confides a little more than Michaela did. Michaela's trying to act like everything is fine. Yeah. You know, just that he got over sickness and we were working through that. But Bao is like, we have legit conflicts coming up, you know, and we're working through it. And Rachel is all smiles and she's like, everything is perfect. Everything is awesome. She's a Lego. Everything is awesome. Yep. Everything's great. You know, and Brett is like falling for Ryan essentially. So she really is. Yeah. It's interesting because in that, um, I'm sorry, did you have anything else? I don't want to interrupt you. Oh no. Okay. In that interview with Pastor Cal, they asked him about this season and the political views so they were like, you know, what, what, how do politics play into this? And he said, if somebody is adamant, like, I do not want to be with a Trump supporter, or I do not want to be at the Biden supporter, they will honor that. But if somebody's like, well, I've voted Republican in the past, but it's not, you know, a hill to die on for me, then he'll match them. Because they asked them specifically about okay. the couples this year and how they were hinting that there were political differences. Yeah, because that could be a big thing. Yes. And so I'm wondering, because it's weird, because I could see Ryan kind of saying maybe it wasn't a big deal to him, but I didn't get that impression with Brett. Brett was like, I'm pretty passionate about politics. Yeah, she definitely alluded to the whole, like, the whole, um, the January 6th thing. She was like, you know, not getting involved. How could I, you know, stand by kind of thing. So It was pretty interesting. And then Pastor Cal also did say, just real quick, they're in touch with these couples all the time. That's what he said. The okay. experts are very heavily involved behind the scenes and you just don't see a lot of it. Mm. Okay. I okay, think that's we need to, to see more of it, dude, because that's the, in- to me, maybe I'm just a loser. That's the interesting shit to me. I want to see what they're complaining about to the yes. experts. Like, why yep. did you pair me up with this person? This person didn't do that. Yep. Yep. Okay. Is that all we have for the girls? Yep. Okay. So you're a much better note taker than me. So just fill in any of the blanks that I leave (laughs) out. Okay. So the boys are meeting up at a bar. It's been two weeks and they're drinking some beer and chatting about their marriages. They talk about what they're planning for their housewarmings. Ryan's getting a charcuterie board. And I'm pretty impressed Mm. by that. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, the host, Gil, steps (laughs) in and gathers everybody and they start talking like, okay, marriages. What are we thinking? You know, what's going on? So Jose's like, I'm so happy. We can't keep our hands off each other. This is the best thing. And the guys are all like, oh, God, it's so gross, guys. Like, she, he even feeds her. Like, it's, you know, yeah, they're telling Zach because Zach wasn't there. Zach didn't see it because he yeah. was all laid up with the COVID. So Ryan says, Brett is cool as hell. And mm-hmm. they're still in the dating kind of friend stage. But, you know, he sees it kind of going past that. Yeah. Oh, my God, I still like Ryan. 
What is happening? Okay. <laughs> because he's not a complete monster. I mean, he's, he's just not getting a, a bad boring. edit. Yeah, he's not getting a bad edit. Not he's at just all. a little boring. And Brett is really taking to him. And I think that that's softening us up as well. Because yeah. she's willing to take chances. Because, you know, I'm sure you'll talk about it when she meets with her friends. You know, yeah. they talk about what she's willing to do and things like that. So. Yep. So Gil says he hasn't even gotten a kiss. <laughs> I love it so much. I think Mirla's just fucking with him at this point now. Mm-hmm. It's so great. So he says it's not bothering him yet, but you know, they have a really good bond and he thinks they're going to get there. Okay. So then Zach tells the crowd that Michaela's not going to be too happy about him admitting this, but they were intimate mm-hmm. before COVID, yep. which means the, the day they got married. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So the crowd, they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. So then, so are they the only, no, Jose and Rachel. Yeah, Jose and Rachel. Too, right? It was confirmed this week's episode when they, like, did a flashback thing and they told Pastor Cal that, yeah. We need we need the Pastor Cal consummating countdown. Like, how <laughs> many of these couples have consummated? How many have it? Okay. So then they ask Johnny, like, what's going on with you and Bob? And he freezes. And there's, like, just this long answer. And he says, well, they're friendly right now. And he's like, you know, Bao is making moves, but I'm not really responding. And then they ask if he's attracted to her. Longer pause. Ooh, that was painful. And he says, a little. He's like, she's not my type. So then group counselor slash host, Gil, says, let's dig into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's like, you need to talk to Bao about her not being your type because... You know, like Mirla on paper is not my type, but there's right. things about her that I'm really growing to like. And let's face it, like you need to get out of the mindset that you have a type because the type wasn't working for you, dude. Like exactly. I love Gil so much. Then Johnny has, he comes outside and he has this breakdown and he tells the camera like he thought he was ready and he starts crying and he's like, maybe I wasn't ready. And that's really hard to admit. And now he's married about now. There are two very important words bleeped here. I don't know what they are, but I'm gonna fill them in. I think I know. Yeah. I think I know. I think he says, now I'm married to Bao, and now she's fucked because I'm fucked. Yeah, I think that's like Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's what he says. Okay. So he wonders if he signed up for this to find the perfect wife. And because she's not perfect, he's out. And that is 100% what happened. Mm-hmm. Bao and 
and Johnny, we'll we'll talk about them when we get to them, but they're a perfect example of they're both two good people. Like it like two things can be true, right? Like they don't <laughs> work, but they're both good people. And that's how I feel. Cause like he's very you could tell that he's beating himself up for how he feels about her. Yeah. And that that shows that he has an emotion and he has a soul, right? He yeah, he's not he like a, a total like he's not a total dick bag, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we see Jose follow Johnny into the men's room. Okay. Bro. And he comforts him. Yo, bro. Yo, bro. Come here. We're in this together, bro. They hug it out. And Johnny, like, gives a hug and is sobbing. Mm -hmm. Have you ever hugged somebody and sobbed like that? At a funeral. (laughs) I, I did this once right after my grandmother died. And I was very close to my grandmother. She was like my mother for all intents and purposes. Right after she died, I went to, I used to take her to the grocery store every Tuesday to do her little daily shopping or whatever. So I walked in the Tuesday after she died and I saw an old lady there that we always saw together. And she was like, I'm so sorry about your grandmother. And she went to give me a hug and I just started sobbing into her. And it was like, oh my God, that was the best hug I ever had. Like it was so cathartic. Yeah. And I feel like Johnny, when you look at him, like there's just this release. Mm-hmm. of emotion into this hug it was really really interesting so that's what i have on the guys did i miss anything important no basically they're only two people banged and that's like jose and <laughs> i love the word banged i mean i just can't get enough of it okay so next we have gil and mirla so go ahead Yay. with them so mirla and gil are jotting down finances they are working on a budget and Gil straight off the bat says, we need to have a clear understanding of how we're going to spend our money, share expenses. And my, my brain again goes, this won't end well because women be shopping. And by women, I mean, you law. <laughs> yes. So yep. Gil reveals he spends $150 every three weeks on groceries. While Mila, I know. Okay. I want to say something here. Yeah. I've watched rescue me. They eat at the firehouse a lot. Community meals. So he yes. probably doesn't pay for meals. What does he say? He works four, four days for 24 hours? Yeah. Or two days for 24 hours. He, he probably doesn't eat anything of his so own. It's probably part of time. the big shop that he does for like the whole yep. house. Yep. 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 So Marilla doesn't have a clue as to how much she spends on food. I'm a little guilty of that. Like I have no set budget. Get me yeah. around an olive bar and my budget goes downhill. That's the thing. Cheese bar, forget it. I just kind of spend it. Yeah. Whatever. If I have money, I spend it. I I don't know. It's like, I have this thing, like, coming from, like, an immigrant family, when you're, like, low income, you mm-hmm. when you do have money, you feel like it's going to rot. And so you have to spend it. You just got <laughs> Quickly. Get rid of it. <laughs> but anyway, but for the most part, I don't really have a budget, but there are some days where I'll have, you know, some fresh direct, you know, if I'm lucky. Sure. But it's mostly top ramen for me because I'd rather spend it on, you know, fancy camera or something. Like that. You need but those anyway. those sneakers that you have. And those Cordy B sneakers. Cordy I need B those. <laughs> so I guess I'm, and, and also my hair and my nails come first. So I guess mm-hmm. I'm girly in that sense. Because yeah. No, I you look good, girl. Believe me, there's you. nothing happening here that I'm paying for. The thing is that if I don't look good, I don't feel good. So I feel yeah. like I need to have my nails done. I need to I have to do my eyebrows, actually. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so um, so she scrolls through her phone, her bank statement. 
and she reveals that she spent $330 on groceries last month. That's not so, bad. It's it's not bad, especially like maybe she went to like a Costco's or BJ's. Well, or and especially like you know, it's it's an economic problem in this country that food that's bad for you costs more or costs yeah. less. That's why we have the health problems that we have. So she probably eats healthy because we saw her picture. She looks yeah. like she takes care of herself. So if she's buying like organic shit and all that stuff. Like that's pricey. So three hundred bucks is not bad. I mean, for what she probably yeah. gets. And she says that she doesn't also have a budget in terms of spending sprees because she does save automatically, I guess. So whatever she has to spend, whatever gets approved on her credit card is going through. But this is the cool thing about it, which is something that I started doing um, after the pandemic was I only use my card if I know that I can pay off the whole balance in one or two payments. Yeah. You know, unless it's because... For the most part, I try to save up to whatever big expense. Mm-hmm. But if not, it's like, okay, I'll charge this because I'm in between pay weeks. Yeah. And I'll pay this off on Thursday when I get paid yeah. or whatever. So I try to do that because it's easier than just charging everything up and just letting it all acquire. I do too. And it's mostly because I learned the hard way, like many yeah. of us do in this country. And I was like 24 divorced with like $25,000 in credit card debt and no way out in a crappy credit score and a crappy job. And once you climb out of that hole, you want to stay out of that hole. Yeah, you want to stay out of it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So maybe Jose isn't so terrible. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Look, look, Jose is not that terrible. It's just obnoxious. It like if obnoxious. you want to be that way privately and run your life that way, that's fine. Don't put it on national television all the time. You're making tons of people feel like shit, dude. That's all I have to say. Yeah. So then they log into each other's bank accounts. And Mirla has, like, legit savings. Gil's, like, impressed. Gil's impressed. He's impressed. Yeah. So he says that his savings is more like a 401k, which is similar to my retirement plan because I work for the state of New York. So I have a 401k Mm -hmm. plus my separate little funny money that I toss in there, you know, for my jolly slot machines when I go to Atlantic (laughs) City from time to time. For your gambling and Axl Rose addiction. I know. Exactly. (laughs) See, I didn't even gamble this trip. It's so sad, but I'll be back. I'll go back for Halloween because there's like a Rocky Horror, like live theater costume concert thing. There we go. There I'm we go. Yeah, okay. So he says that um, because of his job, it's more the money is a 401k things, but that he does have money back home in Colombia. So apparently he has an offshore account. And um, can we talk about this? They don't divulge how much it is, but here's the thing: the amount I'm guessing could be, and this is me being generous, ten thousand US dollars because in Colombia 10,000 US dollars is 38 million 351 pesos and 32 cents okay so that's a lot of money it's so much like the Dominican Republic because money goes a long way down there US currency even though 10,000 US dollars and DR the current rate is around 40 something it'll be like 567,000 dollars so it's not as much as Colombia, but still, it's, it's you could do a lot of damage with that. So I know it's very common for immigrants to send money back to their families. Mm-hmm. It's expected. It's common. It's respect. Is that what he's doing, though? It seems like his mom lives there, right? His mom is thing? there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but is he sending money to her or is he putting it in a savings there? 
for her. Like, I don't know what's happening. Because when I found out that the mom was there, I'm like, oh, maybe that money goes to his mom, which is why that's what I thought. They start talking, and it's kind of like, yeah, that money doesn't count, basically. We're starting to scratch. Don't count on that money. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're probably right. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure that he supports his mom. He probably pays for her housing and takes care of everything. So which, endear, like, which endears him to me more. Yeah, which is yeah. a lot of families do that. You know, you yep. send money over to, to your native country to help out your relatives. Sure. You know, some are appreciative, some are not. Right. <laughs> I want money. Give me money. Give me money. <laughs> I don't care about your kids. Give me money. <laughs> 90 day, guys. 90 day. We're not just, day. you know. <laughs> and family. So they're starting from scratch, essentially, if they want to buy a home together. So Mila seems a little disappointed in that because she's been saving up for a while, it seems. I'm like, her brother, I think it was like her accountant or something. Like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he's with all the finances. So she has it pretty together, which yeah. is why when he met up with Gil after like they got married or whatever, he said something like, she's fine. I handle her finances. She's yeah. fine. She's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then Gil says, Johnny and Bao are having issues. Okay. I put this on our Instagram, guys. Follow us on Instagram, please. We have like 19 followers. Please, if you like us, if you like us, follow us on Instagram. Six degrees of reality TV. Spell out the six, right? Spell out the six, yeah. Anyway, I put this as one of our reels. Gil is the best husband at dishing the shit. Like yep. Mirla is literally sitting there eating popcorn, <laughs> listening to him yes. as he is giving blow by blow. Of exactly what now if I asked my husband how was how was the gathering with the bros, he'd be like, oh, that's fine. No, yeah. with me, I was like, Of course goes gonna spill the peas. He's like, you know, it's gonna be a watching channel. Yes, he's amazing. He's amazing. I loved it. And he's like, When the question are you attracted to your wife came up, it took Johnny a long time to answer. And he said, Somewhere was chomp, chomp, chomp. Like, Go on. <laughs> And of course, she made him. He's like, no, it made him elaborate, you know. And it seems that um, to Gil, that Johnny is settling with Val and isn't happy. Johnny again is a good guy. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the shit that he has said is hurtful, but it's honest. Yeah, and he believes that he needs to try to. Make, he's forcing himself to make this work. The attraction's not there. That's just it for him. The attraction's not there. I don't know why. Should be. She's amazing, but it's not. I mean, the fact that he's annoyed by the by her giggling or her being happy. Right, by her being happy. It's <laughs> kind of like, yeah, you don't like that person. I know. It's like know. you only annoy me when you breathe. But otherwise, <laughs> we're good. Oh man. So that was like a big thing. And of course, Mila's eyes are about to bulge out because she's like, holy crap, that's not what I heard. But of course, they don't kind of go back and forth with that, kind of leave it at that because they have something more important, which is to talk to Gil's mom. They're going to FaceTime her. Yep. So she seems so excited to talk to Mila. She is like so happy, like, oh my God, and you're pretty. Oh my God. Yep. So excited. And Mila's able to speak Spanish to her. Yes. Which yep. is great. And Amazing. she said, your son is very handsome. And she, like, pats him and stuff. So for Gil, that is huge because he says, you know, they're not really intimate. So now he knows that she finds him attractive. Because yeah. otherwise, how would he ever know? Because she's not being affectionate towards him. Even though she is affectionate in the sense that she sits near him. 
Yes. She'll put her hand on his lap. She's or... probably more affectionate with him than she is typically with anyone else. Yeah. From what her friends and stuff say. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, yeah, but then Gil does this thing when he tells his mom, oh, she's very materialistic and this whole thing. And it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> but, you know, she kind of laughs it off. So but don't you good. think that's just their banter? I'm starting to think that is yeah. their banter yeah. because she, because I think if this was okay, let's say Zach says this about Michaela, like she's so materialistic. I think Michaela would have picked up a snack bottle <laughs> and slammed it across the room. Because she's like, how Those Clorox wipes, man. Hulk <laughs> smash. Oh, man. But anyway, so they have a great FaceTime. She's excited. Everybody's all happy with the little exchange. Perfect. So they have their um, housewarming. They welcome their friends. And Gil is complaining about all the clothes in her closet. And he says that he's never seen a hanger with five, that holds five pairs of jeans. Have you seen those hangers? They have like little tears he, he says there's like 10 pair on there there's like five and even i have them dude and i'm I the furthest from bushy that you'll ever get i got them from a container store that's how i know about them i have like a, a thing full of leggings from kohl's okay and i'm one of those things like space savers that's why you yeah. get them yeah yeah Jesus but you know he's making fun of her spending habits and everything but she takes it all in stride and he says that he loves to poke fun of her and so you were right, Amy, you know, it's the sense, I get the sense they enjoy, you know, kind of teasing each other. So it's not really, I guess she owns it. The fact she's like, yeah, I'm financially independent. I spend money. So, mm-hmm. so she's not stuck up about it or insecure in the sense that she'll be like, well, why you got to keep bringing it up? Why are you insecure? And, you know, so she's confident in herself and she's like, I don't care. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, so his friend um, says to the camera that once you get Gil's trust, you have him basically and that he's a good guy and hope he's that she doesn't take advantage of him. Yep. And that um, Gil says that he knows enough about Mirla to trust her. So then that's when the friend was like, well, if you got Gil's trust, then you're yeah. golden. Yep. So, was nice. I'm rooting for them. I, I am too. You know, the one thing about Gil is that he's a little too open. <laughs> like he talks about Pastor Cal's visit and encouraging, you know, the bank, statement things and for me yep. it always makes me a little uncomfortable talking about money like jose <laughs> yeah it's a little weird um at I least gil didn't like whip out his bank statement and start showing everybody yeah jesus jesus yeah right. so Mila's friend asked like are you okay with her maintaining her lifestyle and gil is like the fact that she was so adamant of not changing for anyone that, and that really bothered him and gil's friend jumps in and says there should be a little compromise. Cut to Mirla with the producers asking her if she's willing to compromise. She's like, nope, not even. Nope, nope, not even a little bit. I love her. <laughs> I appreciate her. They tried to make us hate her. They turned her it's into a champion. It's not working. It is nope. not working. And nope. then the kiss question comes up. I feel like this is of course. a scene from The Little Mermaid. Chilla, let kiss the girl. Like, come on. Yep. When is it happening? Yep. So Let's do it. friend is like, have y'all kissed? I know. Have you kissed since the altar? And she says, not yet, and calls it a wrap. You know, like, not yet. You know, that she's clearly uncomfortable by all the questions and pressures and assumptions. I have a prediction. She will not kiss him on camera. That could be it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That just came to me. She will not do it on camera. Yeah. 
So if they kiss, we'll hear about it in a confessional. Hmm. It will not happen on camera. So, yeah, so then there's this interesting thing that Gil brings up. He says, um, I know I want to be married, and I know you want to be married, but is it just the idea of it? Essentially, are they Mm. into each other, or are they doing this, you know, just for the sake of, oh, we got married, so let's see this through kind of thing. Right, yep. But I do think there is some sort of connection in chemistry. There's a, there's a, they have one of the strongest connections. Yeah. And she says, I signed up for a, I could have been married to anyone. I signed up for a connection. And she's getting it. And she's Mm -hmm. getting it. Mm -hmm. So then Gil pulls Mila's friend aside and asks about how he's witnessed, um, how if he's witnessed, also her friends are male, most of them. um, Yeah. He's witnessed. This is good. (laughs) In relationships in the past, you know, he keeps harping on that kiss. Mm-hmm. And his friend is like, I can't speak that I've ever really seen or be affectionate <laughs> with anybody. And they've been friends for like 20 years. 18 years <laughs> since he's known her. He's never been, nope, never been mm-hmm. her affectionate with anyone. Now I think about it, I never even saw her touch somebody else. <laughs> I'm like, huh, does she even like that? Oh, so great. So great. And he was just like, Gil looks shocked, like, oh my God. So this is not, but in a way, it's reassuring because it's not about him. This it's is not about her him. Face. But then and Gil. She, she is the, the, if there's anybody who's going to crack this facade, it's Gil. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And he does say, like, well, maybe she's just used to moving at this pace. And because it's worked for her in the past, she's, she's not willing to change it, even though those situations, like, the stakes are different. Yeah. But she still yep. wants to go to the really slow pace that she's used to. Yep. So yep. Mirla, we see her pull Willie aside, which is Gil's friend. And he goes with the finances and all these things. And Mirla says she's completely driven by money. But Gil is not. And, you know, because something that Mirla says is important. Well, you have to be driven by money because having a home costs money. Starting a family costs money. Like, you need to start talking about savings. I think Mirla should have rephrased that to say, I'm ambitious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like she's driven for by money. Because driven by money implies to me that she only cares about money. Right. Doesn't and I don't think that's what it, it is. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think No, I think that she, what she could have said is, like, I want to be i am fiscally responsible like i feel mm-hmm. my bills oh did one of the kids outside your window get murdered because i hear you're silent <laughs> was there a big fight <laughs> no it's probably just some because okay. there's a hospital nearby so oh, oh okay All so right. there's always something okay. just and people random, here. random something <laughs> okay so yeah but yeah she's she's responsible for her money she has savings yep she's worked her way up to whatever status she has in order to live this way. She's comfortable living that way. She's not looking for a man to subsidize her lifestyle. She could do it all on her own. She just wants someone that has something to bring to the table. So she's not doing it all alone. That's all she wants. Yep. That's all she wants. Okay. Anything else with that? Girl, you get the best summaries. I'm like three sentences. Like, oh, Jose pulled out a whiteboard, that motherfucker. And no, you're, you're like a psychology degree. It's you're like, this friend said degree. this. This friend said this. this oh, okay. I could just sit here and listen to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So now we're up to Brett and Ryan. They're waking up with some dogs in the bed and they had to separate them. And I'm sure it's because Baxter was trying to kill Macy. <laughs> 
again, guys, Baxter is the hero of this entire show. I just he love is, him. He is an old, cantankerous little dog who just wants to rip your fucking face off when yeah. you're not looking. <laughs> so Ryan and his friend Fernando are lifting weights at the gym. And Ryan tells the camera he's been under stress, moving in together and all that stuff. And Fernando has been in a relationship and is a new dad and he's a good person to chat with. Okay. Ryan's all sweaty. Mm-hmm. All sweaty. All right. He's telling Fernando, Brett is high strung and not a great traveler. And I don't love her anxiety level. But he says, you know, she's very attractive and the attraction is growing. However, they have not been intimate yet because I think part of the contract they sign is they have to talk about their intimacy Probably. At least yeah. once an episode. Because mm-hmm. okay. people just want to know, are they banging? That's all we want to know. Is the banging happening. <laughs> so he's super sweaty and really positive about the marriage. Okay. Meanwhile, Brett is meeting with Christina, her friend, and they're drinking mimosas. And they are really, really heavy on the champagne with those. And they, they look delicious. And I could have had mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. Makes me miss drinking. So Brett says she doesn't love some of the outdoor activities she did. Again... I'm feeling this. Mm-hmm. She doesn't love some of the out- outdoor activities they did. I'm sorry. And it shows her being afraid of the manatee again, because this is priceless footage. The manatee yeah. is just within 10 feet and she won't even make eye contact. I wouldn't it. either. She handled it so well. I would have been like, <laughs> I probably would have <laughs> jumping off the kayak drowned. Oh, can't God. swim. Okay. So disaster. then, Brett does say, though, she's like, you know me. She says to Christina, like, you know me. I'm the kind of person, if he wants me to do this, I'll do it in the end. And Christina's like, yeah, yeah, you are. She's like, I know you. You're a go with the flow kind of person. Like, you're going to do it if it comes down to it. So then Brett says she likes seeing Ryan shirtless. Oh, my God. I wrote. She says it's like Baywatch. Yeah, I wrote that, too. And then I'm like... And then that cheesy music pipes in. I like t-shirts if you mind if I take it up. And I was like, oh, dear God, Lifetime. You couldn't spring a few shekels for freaking I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred? You couldn't couldn't superimpose Brett's mashed potato head on David Hasselhoff's body (laughs) running down the beach in Baywatch? I mean, come on. Those are the lyrics. I wrote it down. Oh, the music. The music is hideous. Oh, my God. The music is, it's the worst thing ever. All right. So um, he tells, she says the attraction's definitely there. It's growing. Okay. Brett and Ryan's friends show up and Brett, uh, Ryan discovers that they're all married. So he's like, okay, I'm going to ask you guys for advice. And of course, someone whips out the platitude, happy wife, happy life. No, of course. Guys, don't ever say that again. Don't yeah. ever say it. It just implies like that you are kept on some kind of little leash by this horrible woman. And if mm-hmm. she's happy, if my if my captor is happy, then my life is happy. No. No, 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 no. I understand you think it's nice. It's not. Do yeah, you agree with this? It just sounds like antiquated and also it's kind of like saying like Oh, what little Mrs. wants, you know, whatever. Even though she's crazy, we'll just do it. (laughs) All right. So they get to drinking and playing games and they're asking questions. I don't know what kind of game this is. But one of the questions is, tell us about the one that got away. And Brett says, 
There are none that got away because I'm the one that gets away. Uh I thought that was pretty good. All right. Ryan and Brett's friend, Aaron. Oh, Ryan chats with Brett's friend, Aaron. And he tells her he feels really comfortable with Brett. And they, they talk all the time. And it's really easy. And Ryan says he's hoping to get past the friendship stage soon, though, because we only have eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Ryan's friend, Brett. No, Ryan's friend tells Brett. Oh, I don't have a name for him. I'm sorry. Oh, Ryan's okay. like, like Ryan, his friends are just nondescript and not interesting. Yeah, potato <laughs> number two. So Sweet Potato tells Ryan or tells Brett that Ryan is super gentle. And Brett's like, I don't really see that side of him yet. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And the friend says, look, like any potato, you just got to put it in the ground, water it, and let it grow. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. That's all I have for them. Not much. Not much drama. No. I don't know. You got the the shit end of the stick because all your couples have some drama going on. They're crazy and I love it. Oh, my God. All right. Let's finish. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Brad and Ryan, they're going to be the ones that end up together. Because I think... That even though Rachel wants to make this work because I feel like she just wants to be in a relationship so bad, he she's going to do something to turn him so off that he's going to yeah. call it off. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. I, I agree with you. So, yeah. um, Johnny and Bao. Yes. Started, we started, if you go back to episode one, loving them, thinking mm-hmm. they were going to make it. They were such a perfect match on paper. I don't know what has happened. The world is evil and yeah. this is why people die because we don't deserve niceness we don't um it's like so- bennett bennett and amelia if anyone remembers them from new orleans like they were just meant to be and they also kind of knew each other like uh-huh. bennett rode a unicycle he was amazing and amelia was like this flower child slash doctor they were a really great couple and everybody thought they would make it. and they did make it but then they broke up like a year later yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's okay. weird. Okay. So, Bao and Johnny. So, Bao has a friend over We. It's um, spelled um, H-U-Y, but I have a student named We, and that's how he pronounces it. Okay. So, I'm guessing that's how he pronounces okay. it. Um, so, Bao is talking about when she met Johnny at the altar, she was having all these racing thoughts. Johnny the frat guy, Johnny the party boy, Johnny the bro. When we she call was that instinct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When she was expecting her perfect match being a complete stranger, but she was with someone that she knew all these kind of negative things about. Because even though she had a crush on him, she knew in a sense, or she felt that he was kind of out of her league because she's like the nerdy one and he was like the cool one yeah, or whatever. So, and um, she has good instincts. And it's all starting to make sense. Um, the disconnect is, it's because... Okay, so she is not really that giddy by nature. Like, at Mm -hmm. least when we saw her with her friends, Mm -hmm. and especially leading up to the wedding, she was kind of wound up tight and everything like that. And so for her to try to be cutesy with him, she kind of turns into a girly girl. Like, you could tell that she really likes him. And that's her trying to be, I guess, more attracted to him, attractive for him. But then to him, that's a turnoff. Well, and he so, can't have it both ways, right? Because yeah. when she was freaking out about the sports thing, he was like, she's too tightly wound. She's too uptight. She's mm-hmm. too, but she's also too happy and too giddy. 
And she was doing the what, what was it the the sky flying whatever yeah. thing yeah 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 she the did all that without sailing. hesitation yep. she was all for yep. it so he like, wants it both like he does he's looking for the unicorn and he's not gonna find it he wants a clinger he said he wants yes, someone he who's obsessed with him yes he she did. likes him and now I he forgot can about that it. thank you I forgot about that yes yeah so she tells her friend that he's a little dismissive and doesn't take things too seriously. And her friend tells her to give him some time. It's been years since he's been in a serious relationship. You know, she mentions there's been a disconnect with between what he says and his actions, which I think is so true. Very true. Because he says he wants to make the marriage work, but then he's showing the opposite because yep. he gets all deflated and shuts down. And, you know, that one night didn't even want to sleep there. Like, okay, so you're giving up. Like, which is it? Do you want to make this work? You know, because even early on in one of those episodes, he said, normally I'd be running, but because of this thing, and he's pointing to his ring, you know, yep. sticking around. So it's like, okay, dude, which is it? Do you want to be in this or not? And he takes every chance he can to tell her, I would normally be out of this by now. This is where I would be out of it. And I don't know if, like I said earlier, I think, and the reports are from people around the internet that know him, that he's a good human being. So, like, I don't know if he's just trying to force himself into this because he doesn't want to look like an asshole, or does he want to treat her like an asshole, or is it a little bit of both? It might be a little bit of both. Yeah, I think that he's also aware of the camera, so mm -hmm. I think his instincts are to give up, and, but he backpedals a lot because he's like, oh, shit, yeah. I'm on TV, I need to, you know, yeah. all this stuff. Um, but yeah, but her friend totally sides with Johnny and says, you know, some guys just need to withdraw and be sad, you know, and mm -hmm. that behavior doesn't necessarily mean that he's not into the marriage or to you, you know, and Bao is still optimistic. And if anyone were to give up, it'd be Johnny, basically. Sure. She realizes that. So then later on, we see them, Bao and Johnny brushing their teeth, getting ready for bed, because we just have to... Make sure that we humiliate them before they go to bed. Yep, yep. Something is, oh, God. Okay, so total digression. There was some article today that popped up on my feed talking about some celebrity, I forgot which it was, that does not shower and someone yelled at them, like, dude, you need to shower. Because apparently some celebrities don't shower and it's like a okay. thing now. Why would you admit that? But anyway, that just okay. came to mind. But now, now we have to have a status on who showers in Hollywood. Jesus Christ. And yep. it's like, oh. So Johnny's acting all down in the dumps as always. He says the guys hang out was a lot of fun, but it made him realize he's confused about what is wrong with the relationship and what's yeah. wrong with him. Because she's all in, into the marriage, into him, and he can't get over all the negatives. You know, at least yeah. he recognizes that. He's too much in his head. He yeah. can't just let it go. Like, he's overanalyzing everything. Yeah. Yeah. But then he says... What if he went into this for the right reasons, but just isn't ready? And my heart just aches for Val because you could see that she kind of like was like, oh. Again, this is the most emotionally mature person I've ever met, Val. She looks so I didn't meet her. I didn't meet her, but I've seen. <laughs> yeah, she looks devastated. But and she, she reacts so like well. she reacts like a mature person. Like like she she's just hit with a wave, right? And she just stands right back up, like, okay. So how can we fix this? And this is the thing, because it, it, it really broke my heart, because this is someone that she had a crush on, like a schoolgirl crush, essentially, and she finally gets him, and he's not into her. Like, But she also oh, had that she... first instinct Yeah, when she saw true. him. Mm -hmm. 
All right, Girls, so that then, instinct is there for a reason. It's there for a reason. It, it mm-hmm. tells you what you need to know. But yep. a lot of times, Evil Wesley is like, it's okay. He'll deal with it later. Amy has shoved that instinct down for yeah, years at a time. Yep. Like, don't worry. I'll make it work. We'll deal with it in therapy later. It's okay. <laughs> I'm still young. Okay. <laughs> so they're gearing up for the housewarming. It's a tropical theme, as you recall, because Florida Keys is so tropical. It's like Hawaii. And Johnny says something very interesting. He says, a lot of my friends are doing this couple's hangouts thing and I feel left out. So was that why he wanted to get married? Just so he won't be left out? Could keep be. Up with his friends? Could be. But then in the same breath, he says, there's no spark between him and Bao. And I think right. he is selfish Brad who needs to be off the show because <laughs> you are wasting this woman's time. I mean, this is great entertainment, but you're wasting her fucking time. Yep. And she's she's a rock star. She deserves better. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sick of him whining and bitching and crying. I hate wishy-washy men. Mm-hmm. Your little tears do not sway me. Before I used to think, oh my God, a wow. guy is crying. How <laughs> sensitive. No. I don't fall for it. The first time with the dad thing, I fell for it. Not anymore. You're using your tears. You're trying to get sympathy. You're not getting it from me. Man the fuck up, Johnny. <laughs> I'm tired of this. I hope you hear this. <laughs> Can you say something to Jose while you're in this mood? Oh, I'll go off with him in Spanish. So anyway, so Bao looks pissed. Rightly show. Rightly so. I said show. Quite crazy. Um, And she's in the confessionals. And she basically wants to get this whole housewarming thing over with. She's over it. So her friends come over. Their friends come over. Bao's friend gives him a sex book. I immediately looked it up. Because <laughs> I was like, well, what book is this? And it's She Comes First, The Thinking Man's Guide to Pleasuring a Woman by Ian Kermer. And yep. it came out in October of 20, 2009. Okay. okay. And it's a number one seller in sexuality on the Amazon charts still. Huh. So people... I wonder why they gave that to Johnny, though. Because I get I it, like, you know, maybe giving that to somebody you know is already having sex, but, mm-hmm. like, they're clearly not. Maybe the friends yeah. don't know that, though. Maybe they don't know that. And yeah, then also, not. if you don't like to read, like, some of us <laughs> don't. I mean, I like, I prefer to be read to by celebrity. That's why I love yeah, audiobooks. Well, of course. It's on audible. So you can also get there it. So Johnny there has no excuse not to yes. get this information down. So it's funny because the cover has a papaya because it's like word out. But when you see it on Amazon, you see it. And there's like a banana like in the background or whatever. (laughs) And he doesn't recognize it at first. And then when he's told the papaya, he says he doesn't eat papaya. And I spit out my (laughs) spike zero. I know. I kind of did like a record scratch. Like, what? What? (laughs) And he's like laughing. Like, oh, oh, that's what she said. You know, it's one of those moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guys and girls split up, as they often do, because they all have to dish. The guys mm-hmm. go on the terrace, and Bao is in with the female guests. And, of course, they all want to know how marriage is going. Bao is just putting on a brave face, says it's challenging because everything is accelerated, but that there's comfort in being matched with someone she kind of knew. But we all know that she is going insane. Yeah, this she really is. But she is trying her best. And I think she probably feels if I keep a positive attitude. If I keep working at this, he'll come around. I think that that's what she's I can't me. even imagine what she's feeling because she's probably like, I can't be too uptight, but I can't be happy, mm-hmm. but I can't push. 
Like she, what, what, what gear is that? Second gear, first gear? Like, how do you know what gear to be in? And can you even make it up a hill in that gear? I don't know. But then she also admits to them having deep conversation and issues stemming from that. Yeah. You know, and (laughs) so her friend, the one that gave her the sex book, asked if they're both in this 100%. And she said, she's in it 100%, but he appears to be in it about 90 which I immediately was like, BS, 50 at best. 50 at best. And then yep. cut to the guys talking, and he reveals he's in it about a 65%, which is okay. 15 points higher than I would have given him. <laughs> so what's the 35% that's keeping them apart? And Johnny says that they need to get intimate. So oh, to boy. me, that just tells me he just wants to bang her. He wants to bang her, but he's not attracted to her. He's probably thinking like one of these things because I've met guys. I have a lot of straight male friends and um, gay male friends, but the straight um, male friends often says like, "Well, sometimes you're not really into the girl, but then if you bang her and she's good, then you're kind of good in her." Okay. It's like, "Ew." Okay. So maybe that's what it is. I was like, "Ew, you're gross." So he's trying to get laid and then reassess if she's worth trying for. But I feel like she would have sex with him. Oh, she totally. That's would. why I'm confused. Like I don't know what. Like I feel like. She probably is not trying to have sex with him because he legit makes fun of her snoring and tells her he's not attracted to her. Exactly. So, like, she's not going to put herself out there for you, dude. But yet, it's a problem that she's not putting herself out there. Like, I don't... It's an issue. Yeah. She's going to... She has to be in third and a half gear. And there is no such gear. And that's... He wants her to beg for it, essentially. Yeah. he likes those clingers. He wants someone who's just desperate and needy and for him to be disgusted. By her need of desperation. I think that that's what yep. it is. Sick, sick man. Ugh. Good casting, though, but yeah, horrible for Bao, yeah. him. Anyway, so the housewarming is over. They're in bed, and Bao is thanking Johnny for behaving like a mature adult while they had company. Oh, big love. You got a gold star. Thanks for not insulting me in front of my friends. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She sees him, sees this as him trying. I do not. I think it's just the bare minimum putting on a brave face for the camera, basically. Yep. And Johnny says something about like, he suddenly sees clear waves on the horizon, and there might be big waves, but they will be stronger. And then they kiss like, you know, brother and sisters do in a backwards town somewhere. They kiss real intimately. Yeah, so that's why, but he says it's just like kissing his sister, so I know, I know. Siblings in a backwards town. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm kind of over them. I I wanted yeah. to root for them. Bao yeah. deserves better. Well, you just read you read Johnny, so. <laughs> All right, is that it for them? Yeah, that's it. Okay, then we have next time. I'm married at first sight. Jose and Rachel are doing goat yoga. Mm-hmm. I was happy to see the little. I want to do that. And Jose says they're feeling closer. Brett tells the camera she's feeling something warm and tingly. Okay. Regina. Bao and Johnny are all smiles, and Bao tells the camera all she can say is, we are both really, really, really happy right now. So I think they, they banged. Shabanged. They mm. shebanged. Rachel and Jose are discussing her night out with the girls, and she seems to be apologizing. Yeah, because I think she says, like, oh, and then it just happened. Like, yeah, she's like, we got drunk and then it just happened. So what do we think happened, Leslie? Did she spend more than $10? <laughs> more than she her allotted $10. Or maybe she lost a wedding ring or something. I don't know. There used to be this bar when I was single and we would go out um, in Wilkesbury to this place called 
Oh, I forget the name of the place. I forget the name of the place. But they had penny till you pee night. Mm-hmm. So you would go out and all drafts were a penny until somebody broke the tape to go into the bathroom. Uh, so as you can imagine, me on a budget, single, trying to pay off all that credit card debt, I'd go out and I'd have like 10 cups of beer by me. <laughs> and that would penny till you pee was like the best budget. However, they had to shut it down because everyone was going out the back door and pissing all over the neighbors' fences and yards. That makes sense. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. We can't have anything nice in this no, Granton area. All right. So um, Gil tells Mirla that he needs to feel wanted. Michaela tells Zach he needs to acknowledge her apology and quit bringing it up. Yep. Okay. Johnny and Bauer having dinner and he said something because she's going, why do you have to say that? And he says, take it how you want. This is where we would end things. And Bauer's like, fuck no, dude. Like, I hope I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. If she puts her foot down. She's only going to take so much. Yeah. And I feel like if they do hook up and then he comes up with some BS that yep. happens later on, that's yep. really going to piss her off. Yep. Rightly I so. agree. I agree. Okay. So here are my spoilers. Yes. Tell me. So if you don't want to hear them, you can shut off now, but please leave us a review. We need some reviews to help us grow. <laughs> yes. And follow us. <laughs> so here's the spoilers. I follow... Maths fan on Instagram. Do you follow that account? Mm-hmm. They posted several spoilers that none of the couples make it. None of what? them. None of them say yes on decision. What day. I do is I wait until after I watch the episodes to try uh-huh. to look at the, the post because I'm like, I don't uh-huh. want it to ruin. So I haven't looked at it yet. Wow. Uh-huh. They claim, I think it's a she. So I'll use she. She claims the account owner that she has very good info and she always does. Okay. That Four out of five of them say no on decision day. One of them says yes. And I want to say it was Zach and Michaela, but they are not together today. Okay. The other scoop is that there is a picture that has surfaced of Bao and Zach at dinner. Now, Now, wait. Now, before we get too excited, which that would make me so excited. There is a camera there, so they don't mm. know if they're filming something. Yeah. But then they've been spotted also on each other's Instagram. So. Huh. Yeah. Could it be like a, one of those spinoffs? Like, if they couldn't make it work the first time, but maybe this time they'll be lucky. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But now that I think about it, Bao, with her amazing, intuitive, excellent, clear mm-hmm. communication, would be a fantastic match for Zach. Yeah. Michaela would hear forever, but you know. Sure. Oh, well. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And I will say when I watched Unfiltered and Michaela was explaining, like I said earlier, what happened, she seemed real pissed off. So. Yeah. She she was real pissed off. I think that she's probably really upset with her edit. Yeah. She probably is. Because they're showing her tantrums. Yep. I mean, they happened. They can show you something that didn't happen. Right. Right. Okay. So. Thank you, Leslie. Tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at SinisterGirls. Um, S-I-N-I-S-T-E-R-G-I-R-L-Z. Um, yeah, I interview bands. We have like an episode that's coming out tomorrow featuring Kendra Erica, who is like a great dance pop 
artist. Um, she has a new single coming out with Constantine of American Idol fame. Awesome. Um, it's about, it's like a tribute to Wicked because Broadway is finally opening up. Thank Yay. you, Jesus. So, so excited about that. So check me out there and, and that'll follow be in, us. And that'll be in the show notes. That'll be in so the show notes. And follow yeah. us at this account, Six Degrees of Reality TV. Tell your friends. Yeah, let us know. Like, Leslie and I just started this because we didn't feel like there was really a lot of Married at First Sight podcasts. So let us know if you want us to keep it going. Yeah, we tell can. us we what you want about us to talk else. about. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Do you um, want spoilers? Do you not want spoilers? Do you yeah, want timestamps? Whatever. Come at us in reviews. Let us know how we're doing. If you can, five stars. It helps people find us. Helps us, you know, get on the radar. So that's great. You can find me at my other podcast, which is Gen X This Is Why, where we look at 80s movies, Little House on the Prairie, Love Boat, all those great things. (laughs) So it's Gen X This Is Why if you're, you know, of a certain age and you want to relive your traumatic childhood. we, We have your back. All right, guys. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.